Hi, everyone, and welcome to Debatable, the podcast breaking down controversial topics, unpopular opinions, and social issues one conversation at a time. You are hosted by me, Crystal Andrews, writer, author, and founder of ZFeed. We're going to talk about something that's actually um, not super heavy, but it's something that I find super interesting and I think is actually going to become more and more relevant and more and more talked about as the years go by. Not everything has to be um, crazy serious for us to discuss it because we're all about hearing other viewpoints. That's what everything on this podcast is about. Um, And what I really want to get into today is the relationship between Gen Z and millennials. So while I think right now, probably most people would agree that Gen Z and millennials are kind of combined under this general banner of young people, and we're united together in pushing back against older generations, mainly, mostly the boomer generation. Um, Gen Z and millennials are definitely two distinct groups and they each have their own differences. And, you know, those differences may get even bigger and bigger and more distinct as we all kind of grow up and there's more tension between the two. Will there be a power struggle between these two generations? Who knows? I kind of think so. We'll find out. Um, but to thrash it all out, I have invited my little sister, Chelsea Andrews, onto Debatable. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Thanks for having me. Chelsea is doing her, you're in your final year now in yeah. Bachelor of Science, Environmental Science and Natural Resource Management. Did I get that right? Yes, that is what I'm doing. Thanks for keeping up with my life, Crystal. <laughs> keeping up with the andrews's um and you're you're nearly finished your degree yeah i am in my final semester now which is exciting but scary i probably will do postgraduate study but try not to think about that too much at the moment and just pushing through the last last leg final sprint home stretch oh my goodness um and chelsea you're also the baby of the family so you are 10 years younger than me. I'm 30, you're 20. And yeah. there's two siblings in between you and I, for anyone yeah. listening who doesn't know the family dynamic. And even still, there's still a pretty big age gap between the young, like the youngest of you three. So there's six years between myself and Ashley, which is the, ne- the, the second the youngest sister. Yeah. So it's also interesting because you're the only Gen Z sibling Mm -hmm. and the three of us are millennials so I think you have um quite a good perspective for this discussion (laughs) because not only obviously you're representing all of Gen Z Australians on this podcast congratulations (laughs) you're the voice of a generation um but you're also you've also grown up with three older siblings who are all millennials um and so it's almost like at different times I guess you've had five parents yeah for sure so it's a a crazy time being the youngest in the family (laughs) and I think you and I I was thinking about this um because you know like whenever we talk about generations people are always like oh I always forget like what are the ages of the generations but I'm pretty sure both you and I are like smack bang in the middle of you know the generation that we represent so I'm pretty sure that millennials are from 26 to 38 or 39 and I'm 30 so I'm kind of in the middle and then Gen Z is from 25 down to like 11. Um, I think roughly yeah yeah. you're kind of in the middle of that too. Yeah even though it is a kind of thing I've seen like trending at the moment of like a zillennial which is like 
I think like that bracket from like 2000 to 1995 of like a bunch of young people that don't really feel like Gen Z's and they don't necessarily feel like millennials either. So there's just like this like awkward. Oh, that's like, you. Phase. Yeah, which is me. But I still feel I would be more of a Gen Z side. So the topic today that we're talking about what Gen Z and millennials hate about each other, there is a lot of beef and we're going to air all the dirty laundry. <laughs> um, so I've got a few points and you've got a few points. So maybe we can yeah. just like take it in turns. Maybe you go first. Okay. You, you start the ball. You st- okay, throw I'll the first the punch. Ball. Okay. So the one thing that I really hate about Gen Z is that there are so fucking many of you. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> So Gen Z are actually the new baby boomers, which you'll probably yeah. hate me saying that, but yeah, it's true why? Because like I feel like the most like big, like almost like a slur to Gen Z is like you're like the boomers. Oh <laughs> it, no, but it's the reason that the baby boomers are called that is because there literally was like a a boom of people having children. Yeah. Yeah, After World War II. So, you know, our grandparents had loads of kids and both of our parents are one of like eight on each side of the family. So they like really, really big families. So lots of babies made for a really big generation. It's like that saying that you have power in numbers so yeah. a really big group of people is really powerful and the boomers really had the numbers to take control of things, which is that's why I kind of think like so much gets blamed on them right now because that generation is so big that when they were kind of like coming up in the world, they became such a powerful force that really like shaped all the societal structures that yeah. we have in place now. So it's not like I'm not saying that they intentionally did all these, you know, things that they knew were going to be bad in the long term. It wasn't that. It was just like there were so many of them that they just started changing things. They started setting up the structures and that's kind of created the world that we have now. The thing is that Gen Z are the same thing. So you guys are a generation of record birth numbers and actually Gen Z is the largest generation so far. So it's a bigger generation than the baby boomers. we're, We're more baby boomers than baby boomers. Yes crazy yeah it's nuts so in australia gen z is 20 percent of the world's population of the australian population and you're 30 percent of the global population so like that is huge in just out of curiosity do you know the comparison to millennials like how much do you guys make up the population oh you're testing me now let me have a look okay so it's saying about 17 percent it's a little bit less but i feel like enough to make a difference well, three percent in terms of uh, in terms of your entire country, of, yeah, is actually quite big. So that means that you guys have like you're going to shape the new world in the exact same way that the boomers shaped the world that like we've got now, and you can already oh, kind really of see it. I can hope so. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> you might not get it right. Like no, you, you don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a separate point. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like you, you can kind of, I feel like I'm noticing this already because Gen Z kind of trends, mm. whether it's like style or internet culture or pop culture or like entertainment, I feel like Gen Z trends get big really, really quick and it happens quicker than like some of the millennial trends did just because there are so many more of you like kind of jumping on that jumping on the bandwagon and like making yeah. it happen. Uh, so I feel like that's the proof that you're going to just be this huge num- this huge group of people 
this is going to do what they want. Too Why many. does that annoy you? Why does that frustrate you? Is that, is that, is that the worst thing? Like, why is that a personal grievance of yours? On the one hand, am I ready to, to live in this world that's completely <laughs> run by idealistic Gen Zs? Not sure. I think it will be good in some ways Maybe and I think in other ways it won't be as good. Maybe just because you're the oldest of the four of us. You're not used to letting me have the power. I do feel a bit robbed because millennials were supposed (laughs) to have, so, so we were supposed to have our moment, you know, you're supposed to get to a, an era in your like kind of mid to late twenties, thirties and forties, where it's like, you set the tone, you get to dictate what happens in the world. No one's going to see like this on the podcast, but my, I'm doing big circular (laughs) movements with my arms. Like we get to make all the decisions yeah. But I kind of feel like we're going to get overrun by you guys and just drowned out. Like whatever we, whatever decisions we try to make are going to yeah. get drowned out by the Gen Z big collective voice. Yes. But is that also just like you guys didn't do enough? Like, like obviously, well, yes, we just never the power had a chance. <laughs> Should have started sooner. Between the bloody <laughs> boomers on one hand and then the yeah. Gen Z on the other hand, Gen X, no one cares about. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're saying you've been robbed, but who like, who even is Gen X? What do they do? Well, I mean, they've pretty much given us like all of the technology, so yeah, much technology they, they, that we have yeah, today. Yeah. Millennials really haven't done a hell of a lot. Have, yeah, what have you contributed to is my question. You say, you know, we got robbed of our time and our prime, but like, what were you doing? Just making really, just becoming influencers, really. We were just getting there. <laughs> we were just getting there. That's my beef. It's like if you've yeah. got the bigger number, it was it's easy. It's majority rules, right? What what yeah. what the majority says goes. And so, yeah. you know, for me, I guess I get frustrated by that as a millennial because I'm like just learnt all of this stuff through my twenties that I'm like, great, I'm like ready to put this stuff in motion and make it happen and I'm like ready to push it out there. But it just gets and drowned out by listen to the young people. Yeah, I yeah, feel, exactly, I feel exactly. in that way. It's like we do have the majority voice and I think, yeah, we are probably like, we are a lot more influential and stuff like that. But I think there's also a, a kind of positive to that. Cause I would say that out of all the generations, like between each one, we would have the most similar views. So it's not like it's being taken in a bad way. Like it's, it's not like we're, we could have totally opposite views and that would suck even more. And you'd just be like, what the hell is this world coming to? But because it's like, I would say we're pretty similar minds that both of those generations have pretty similar mindsets that as much as it sucks, you don't get your limelight. It's not too bad. (laughs) So So anyway, that's my number one point is just too many of you. Well, that kind of leads into my point a little bit in that I find millennials like a little bit like condescending and like think we have it super easy and stuff like that when it's just like it's not true (laughs) I get that we totally grew up in a world of like we have like all this technology but I don't think there's a lot of like other issues and stuff a lot of other problems that we as like a younger generation face that although it's probably not as big as like you know like fighting and wars and like those types of things um I think a lot of our generation has issues with like anxiety and like mental health and things like that because um, we're just like hyper aware of like everything that's going on in the world. I feel like there's this idea that like, oh yeah, we have it. Like our generation has it so easy. And it's a lot of that comes from millennials. 
which is silly because I feel like millennials caught that a lot from boomers and was like, oh, you know, you guys don't work hard. You have it so easy. Like, but now you're just doing the same thing to us. <laughs> is it re- does it really come from millennials though? Do you follow Benny Drama on Instagram? Oh my gosh, yes. I have do. You seen He's that so funny. Skit, um, but have you seen that skit he does, skit he does about the Gen Z intern? Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's hilarious, right? But like that's the kind of thing that I feel like how all millennials look at us is like they're all just like these like don't really know how to like work and that we're all just like super lazy and like I don't know. I've never seen like I don't know. I've never done that to a Gen Z like intern or you know younger colleague or anything like that. At least I don't think so. I would hope not. And I've never seen anybody else do it. But is it particularly different to any younger person entering probably like, not the workforce the or the work education place. space yeah. or like anywhere right I feel like it's it's shitty but it's something that just happens like I don't I feel like that's unfair to say that millennials specifically do it to Gen Z but I am just like if you knew if it was a, like annoying from like your older generation that did it to you like why would you can then do it to us I feel like as a generation yeah, that's fair. like as Gen Z's like I don't think I feel like we wouldn't do that to our preceding generation. Oh, you say that now. Yeah, we say that now. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe I think it's generation alpha. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just a personal thing I've experienced because, like, at uni, I find that, like, I'll talk to people who are, like, mature-age students, not, like, super old, like, just, like, regular, like, 30-year-olds or whatever. They're probably Super old. Regular 30-year-olds. Oh, my God. I said not super old. I said not super old, just, like, a regular 30-year-old. But, like, mature-age students. That was so mean. I didn't say it, though. I said a mature-age student, but that makes you sound really old. So I'm just trying to say, like, a regular 30-year-old. But you know when you say, like, not super old means that if you take out the super it's still old i mean it's just a little bit like oh you were, like you were born in a different i was born in 2000s and we're still in the 2000s you were born in a different century <laughs> decade <laughs> decade a different decade <laughs> so you say that you would experience it from millennials particularly at university yeah i feel like it's like a superiority complex which, like you said, it might just be from any older person who feels like they know more than you because they're older. But See, yeah, but it's so as in millennials that are in your class or that are your yeah. tutors. No, like like students, like fellow students that are like are older. Okay, no, that's dumb. It's annoying because it's like we're the same level, right? Yeah, none of you know anything. Yeah, we're all. I mean, I would hopefully know something after three years, but yeah. But you're all we're at the all same. Like, we're all at the same pace. Like we're all at the same level. So yeah, You're that's all what learning I like the same theory. thing at the same stage. Yeah. Smug millennials. And I yeah. feel like maybe, maybe you're more sensitive to it because you do have three older siblings. Yeah, probably. Definitely. I'm a bit biased to like older people telling me what to do all the time. Is the advice wrong? Um, Are you just annoyed that they give you advice or is the advice actually not even right? It's more so it's just like, unasked for so it's like regardless if it's right or wrong I was doing fine like I've doing say if we're doing an assignment or whatever like I'm pretty Mm -hmm. confident in my work and things like that and it's just like this unsolicited advice like oh like you know you got to do it this way I was like yes I'm fully aware of the fact 
but that is how I'm meant to do it and is what I was doing. So I, it comes across as like condescending. Yeah, it's because you haven't actually asked for help and it's like just yeah, assuming exactly. that you do need help. Don't, assuming that I am unaware or that I'm not sure because I'm younger, which I think is silly. It sort of sounds like a let me figure it out myself. Yeah, yeah, like almost in a way, like let me, like I am fully capable of learning. And I feel like this whole um kind of movement and stuff that we're in now is that young people do know a lot of stuff and they are pretty educated and I think people underestimate them a lot um so it's like stop projecting on me (laughs) yeah but do millennials also underestimate gen z I feel like we don't underestimate gen z I feel like we estimate you adequately Adequately? not under not over just estimate How, how do you what do you think Oh, no, I think that, you know, the major- the vast majority of young people that I've met are incredibly, well, I mean, you know, with Z feed, um, there's a lot of young followers that yeah. interact with the content and will send me DMs and comment and it's incredibly intelligent, highly yeah. reasoned, very passionate. They have, you know, things to back them up and they might not always agree with me, but I mean, we don't all have to agree with each other, but they always are bringing something to the table. Like, I don't think, I agree with you. I think that stereotype of like the lazy, the lazy intern or whatever is people say that with millennials too. People still say that about millennials and we're like, you know, we're in our thirties. Do you reckon they still think you're interning? It's like, no, we're actually just doing our own, we're running businesses and shit. (laughs) So that um, actually does lead nicely into one of my points, which is that maybe some of the reasons why you sometimes may or may not get unsolicited advice from millennials is because it's very frustrating for us to see, to watch you guys make the exact same mistakes that we already made and you saw us make them and you saw how it turned out badly for us. So it's kind of frustrating to just watch you not learn and do the same fucking thing all over again and it's very hard to not weigh in on that and be like no 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 don't do that it won't work out for you and then just watch you do it and it just the cycle happens again in what way so one area that I'm kind of like seeing this play out right now is in the social media space if you want to be really broad and general about it you could say that Instagram's a millennial platform and TikTok's a Gen Z platform some of like the dumb stuff that has happened on Instagram, for example, Instagram is really what gave birth to like the whole influencer space. Yeah. And perpetuating this idea that probably started really with like Hollywood celebrity and magazines and that kind of thing of people being previous podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But like this idea that you could get popular quote unquote famous and make a lot of money for just being beautiful is probably one of the more toxic um, ideas that has been amplified on Instagram with some of the aspects of influencer culture where people, I mean, I feel, I feel a bit uncomfortable saying this because you know what, I'm all for people using whatever tools that they have at their disposal to make money and live the best life they want to live. I get it. But, you know, when we are really aware of the impacts that the images... Unrealistic standards, yeah. Unrealistic standards of beauty, very narrow ideas of beauty and the impacts that that can have on young people. The thing is, 
we know this and we already know it. Yeah, and for, sure. for all of that, people say, oh, you know, TikTok's so funny. Like you do your dances, you do your like, you know, there's like lots of comedians on there. Yeah. A lot of the people that you see who have humongous accounts on TikTok, like not to be mean about it, but they're just beautiful young people and they're not really doing anything. And they've no. got these like intense huge and intense following of very, very young people who are like fanning and fawning over their every single move. And it's kind of, it weirds me out a little bit because I'm like, this is, we've been through this. We've seen how this plays out. It's not good for any of you because you can't aspire. It's weird to hold someone up, put someone up on a pedestal and aspire to them because they're pretty. And as much as that's definitely a shallow millennial thing, I see Gen Z's doing this on TikTok too. And so it's really hard to watch. I agree in some ways. I think, like you said, it's something that's always like beauty and like that has always been held, has evaluated to some form of currency and social leverage. But that being said, although yes, you have like a couple of those like TikTok dances or whatever, I would say like, I never see that stuff on my TikTok feed. And I think the algorithm that TikTok uses, I have no idea. I don't really know how Instagram algorithm works or, but I kind of feel that the TikTok algorithm is a lot better in directing like content that you actually want to see. Cause I never see any of that crap. Um, so I think it, it, it kind of protects, does it not protect you in that way? And that you're not seeing, unless you are going to those like pages and looking for it, you're not really going to be seeing and exposed to it in an unhealthy way. If that makes but sense. Then, but, ha- but if that's the case, right, then how do they have millions and millions and millions yeah. of followers? Like just because you're not seeing it in your feed. And isn't that almost worse? Because it just targets people who are maybe more vulnerable cool. yeah, to definitely. feeling badly about themselves and like continuing to seek that out. So, you know, the algorithm has its good sides, but it also just continues to feed you that content if you've engaged content. with it before. And I will say that yeah. the TikTok algorithm I think is very fast. So I'll look at like two videos of a similar yeah. theme and all of a sudden I'll get like tons of them. Yeah. Like I feel like our generation as well, like you look at younger YouTubers and stuff like Emma Chamberlain, but they do post a lot more photos and like her videos and stuff is her without makeup and her like in her like actual like how she looks every day that kind of thing and I think Gen Z's have kind of pushed for a more inclusive uh really changing the beauty industry in that way and like how things should look so I think yes as much as like you have those young TikTok like yes, I'm sorry but like Addison Ray, what's she famous yeah for? like what the yeah no definitely like she's just pretty and they just do dances But I think that is like also maybe like not a large percentage of Gen Z's because I, I would say that like, I I don't know about how much you like actually watch like Victoria's Secret shows and things like that. But like, I know a lot, I feel like a lot of Gen Z's, um, our generation, like they were like, no, fuck Victoria's Secret. You guys don't use inclusive models. You have a so like a typical idea of what Mm. beauty should look like on the runway and kind of gen z's have really pushed against against those standard beauty ideas for like showing like just your natural state and like having like curvier models and having like i don't know like models with like alpecia and things like that like it's definitely like something that i i i mean i'm not 100 percent sure but i feel like gen z's definitely pushed more for and like kind of rejected this idea that you have to always look a certain way 
Oh, yeah. Like I definitely think, you know, there's been lots of ground made in a lot of these areas thanks to the courage and the bravery of Gen Z and also the fact that you are, as I said, like a really big group of people because it means yeah. that you're a consumer base that brands can't ignore. So like Victoria's Secret, if if Gen Zs are pissed off at the way that they present themselves, at the way Victoria's Secret presents its shows, they have to listen because they can't yeah. afford to ignore that many people Yeah, from like even a commercial point of view. So I like I am not saying it's every single thing is a problem, but no. yeah, I just see some of the same mistakes like kind of happening, and yeah, that's that's I think where the advice comes from sometimes too, because we're like, no, 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 we already we did it, and also, yeah, and you guys are supposed to be better. Like everyone keeps saying yeah. that you guys are going to be better, so like don't make the shitty mistakes we made. Yeah, but it's like, can you really be better in every way, in every single way? It's like, I think it's like, especially something that like things like beauty and things like that. It's like, is that really going to be such a super easy thing to shake? I think we've made a start on it as a generation, as Gen Zs. And like, maybe that like influences on social media platforms are just going to be one of those things that like, regardless of the platform, is going to be kind of a hard thing to shake in like getting that like, beauty ideal and like beauty as like a form of like being popular and gaining how are you gonna human nature at the end of the day yeah like you were saying it was like something that's existed since like hollywood and stuff like that like well forever really like it's forever forever. yeah i know but i just get frustrated because i'm like see it happening and i just think no you're (laughs) supposed to be better they told us you would be better better you know like i just don't want I don't want, like, I don't want anyone younger than me to be sad about their body the way that I was sad about my body, which I had no reason to be. Especially like body types and stuff like that. Like Gen Zs are like so body positive and like, do not give a fuck if you're like curvier or like flat chested or like anything like that. They're just like, this is who I am. This is how I look. I mean, obviously like body issues are such a big topic and I'm sure lots of girls and boys struggle with it but I think it is there is a lot of body positivity I get what you mean you're definitely as a as a cohort I think way more care less about that kind of stuff yeah yeah you don't completely not care about it's not like you've gone all the other way on the spectrum it's just like one step back on the spectrum Yeah, yeah definitely and I think like to kind of like, I have no idea how long it will take to reverse, like kind of like flows on a bit to my point. And another thing that I find super annoying about millennials is your like constant desire to understand youth culture and like our kind of like what we like and stuff like that. Only because I think you guys get like super like cynical and like judgy about it after like it's like you want to know and then you're like oh but like that wasn't cool when I was your age it's like well you're not my age anymore so how how would you know why do I feel like this is also about TikTok no this is about lots of things I remember this is so stupid and like silly and like not the best example but I'm just gonna use it when I was like 16 I bought a pair of Birkenstocks I still hate the Birkenstocks. And you guys all shit on me all 
because you guys all crapped on me you're like oh you know like if she's like chelsea went shopping today and i was like well yeah this is like what people wear this is like what younger people wear you know they look fashion like i like how they look i like how they're fashionable and things like that um but you guys all just shat on it (laughs) i remember this it was very funny but now ashley wears birkenstocks right does she I'll have to check with her. I think she yeah, does. Yeah, no, she does own a pair. No, she does because they're comfortable as shit. They're so comfy. And even the other day, I recently, my boyfriend bought me Tevas for my birthday. And even then, you were like, these are ugly. I was like, well, ugly dad is, sandals. That is what is in. So, st- <laughs> and okay, you, so especially, if you, especially out of everyone, I find want to know the most about like trends that I'm into and like things like that. And then you always shit on it. (laughs) (laughs) So, no. So, wait. Are you annoyed that I want to know about it or are you annoyed that I don't? don't I'm annoyed that you then are like, that's gross. (laughs) Because it's like, well, it's not like for other people my age, it's not. Like, that's just what we're into and what we like. And like, you could just be like, oh, like, cool. If it was cool, I would. But it, you, how would you know that that's what's, <laughs> like you're not in the young, like you're not with the hipness anymore, are you? <laughs> Shade. Not with the hipness. I not mean, there are the some hip- things, I do find it hard. Like there are some things that I think are cool that Gen Zs yeah. do that are so cool. <laughs> um, but some things I just don't get. But would you rather, if you had to choose... Mm-hmm. would you rather us be curious about the trends or like what's yeah what the new thing is what you're interested in and you know decide with our own preference which we're entitled to do whether it's we also like it or not or would you rather that we just didn't care about anything that you guys did or thought was cool at all we just didn't give a fuck and we dismissed it without even knowing it Okay, I would definitely prefer to you to be interested, but could you just take the saltiness <laughs> out of it and the judginess? That is, that is the point. Like, like, yeah, totally true. I appreciate you being interested and caring, and I do feel like millennials are so good in that aspect and that they actually, like, do really support us and they want to know, but then you're also just super, judge, like, judgy about it. <laughs> like, I feel like it comes from, a, like, a saltiness because you're like, oh, like, we're not cool anymore. Look, I will admit that I think that millennials are broadly very judgmental yeah. group. I definitely am. And most people that I know are quite judgmental. And I would say that Gen Zs are probably a little bit more like when it comes to just like style, trends, preferences, trends, like yeah. things that don't mean anything in the long yeah. run, you're a bit more like live and let live. For the yeah, important exactly. things, it's different, but. Yeah, if it's like, but you like know, yeah, things like style and trends and stuff. I think it's like, as a generation, we're pretty much like, yeah, we're like, okay, like you like what you like. I don't like if we like different things. It's not a big like, say la vie. But I think millennials are a bit more like, like I remember like not even a bad thing, but I my idea of you growing up was always like you had like really nice bags and like shoes and like you were really into all like high fashion trends and things like that. Um, and maybe like, I don't know if that was all millennials, but I think because you had like Instagram and like things like that, and you are create curating a certain aesthetic, which I think millennials are super focused on and like kind of still are, um, 
that when like Gen Z's, I'm like, yeah, I'm just here with my, like my sandals, my dad's sandals. You're like, what the fuck? I suppose that's the whole point of this, this episode is that a lot of brands will be like, oh, we want to market to like 18 to 34s. 18 like, to 34? It's massive. 18 to 34. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what it really f- is like at least two groups. Like you have to at least halve that. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap in the middle. Yeah. Where there are sure. a lot of things that we all think that, you know, are equally Same. great. But then there's a lot of yeah a lot of difference like we were never meant to be part of the same group to begin with but I feel like a lot of the time we do get lumped lumped into just being all together I feel like yeah even now like I feel like older generations still see like they just think of like young people and use the term millennial even though that's not actually really accurate anymore no there is definitely like a fundamental misunderstanding of like of what a millennial (laughs) is yeah yeah like (laughs) yeah you're right millennial gets used a lot of the time just to mean like any young particularly when it's like yeah yeah, people talking about the workforce, they'll just say millennial and mean anyone who's younger than 30. Yeah. Which is obviously like not the case. So I think <laughs> a lot of the criticism that we get is like maybe it's meant for you. What I also find a crazy platform and it kind of going back to the judginess of millennials is like MySpace and things like that and the fact that you guys like ranked your friends on it. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. <laughs> I think that's because yeah. that's not something that I feel like Gen Zs were like, they used to be like Snapchat best friends or whatever, but that got taken away because it was like, no, this is a bit fucked. It's even worse than that though, because it wasn't even based on anything except for your decision. So you could just choose who went there. It wasn't based on like so comments up. back and forth or messages or anything. It was literally just like, I'm going to choose the people that get shown here and put their, put their profiles in there. The series of ranking your friends, which is yes. so fucked up. Yeah, and, and this just speaks to how judgmental. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it'd be like a really big deal if someone was in there and then they got like moved out. Removed. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was highly watched aspect of like early <laughs> 2000s teen life. Yeah, sounds very toxic. I feel like maybe we're a bit more sensitive and you guys are a bit more like resilient to kind of. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that millennials were resilient. I don't think we're resilient. I think that we are so accustomed to a really toxic and mentally dangerous way of like being and operating and doing that we don't even really know any different. Well, because like I know being a Gen Z, like mental health and stuff is always really like, it's almost like it's talked about heavily and it's almost like kind of talked about in a funny way. It's like, huh, just went and saw my therapist type thing. But I don't know if that's a thing millennials do, if they really talk about that kind of stuff. Not as much. Like it's definitely something that has required a lot more. It seems to come more naturally for you guys than it does for our generation. I mean, we definitely speak about it more openly than previous we did. Generation. previous previous generations but also you know like it's more openly spoken about now in 2020 than it was 10 years ago and 10 years before that so it's the natural evolution of these things but yeah I don't know that we're more resilient I just think that we're more accustomed to operating in less than ideal circumstances if that makes sense as Gen Z's we were a bit more like no this actually isn't okay and like decided to do more about it compared to millennials yeah, Whereas I, I feel like millennials kind of 
learned to work in that environment and learned to figure out how to kind of deal with it and succeed within it. Whereas I think Gen Zs were like, no, fuck this. Like, this is not right. I think you're better at asking for what you want at an earlier stage. Whereas like, I still don't even really do it that well now, but I'm 30 and I'm only learning now to ask for what I want to need. Yeah, definitely. Whereas you're 20. And which I think, yeah, I feel like which then makes... I don't know if this is just something because like I'm the only one at home with mom and dad at the moment, but like I feel like it makes us seem entitled and that we're ungrateful and things like that. But it's actually just that the way things were before weren't okay. And Well, it's that idea of like, you know, things can always be better. And just because they're better than they were yesterday, that doesn't mean you stop. For sure. You know, we've all got to keep pushing. Um, which is a good thing, but it is also something that does frustrate me sometimes with Gen Z, that you guys are quite optimistic, but you're also like quite idealistic, I think. And maybe this is something that just like came with age because of course it's a good thing to be optimistic and to, and to have strong ideals, but like, it's kind of annoying. (laughs) Yeah, I totally, I, yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I think you're a pretty pessimistic person as, like, in general. Like, yeah, not like you're a Debbie Downer <laughs> or anything like that. I'm but, like, I feel like you're, you're a realist, pessimistic. I would say. Yeah. Millennials, uh, sorry, uh, Gen Z being super optimistic and stuff and, like, being like, we can fix all of these things is kind of more so out of a point of necessity. Because, like, if you didn't and if you weren't like that, you would just be the complete opposite and be, like, super sad all the time and depressed. Like, I think you have, like, there's almost, like, a need, like, because the world is, and because we're so hyper-aware of how negative and kind of shitty the world is at the moment, I think you kind of have to be super pessimistic, super optimistic to push through that. Yeah, like, and I understand that. I suppose it does loop back to what I was saying before as well as about like seeing some of the same mistakes because I definitely feel like I was more optimistic and idealistic when I was younger. At a younger age, yeah. Yeah, and then you just get to a certain point and you're like, fuck, this is not how anything works. Yeah. It's way bigger than what I even thought and probably Gen Z does have a better grasp of that a bit earlier on but it's just like watching people march towards a cliff. Yeah. That's how it feels to me yeah yes but I also yeah I get that because it's like you've tried it before but I also think that we're definitely in an era of like definitive change and that Gen Z's have kind of led the way with that and maybe we've just gotten lucky I don't know but it might not be a complete turnaround or a complete change I think we just kind of as a younger generation celebrate the smaller achievements and are much like like, oh my God, like it's just once, even if it's like a tiny step forward, it's, I think in our mindset, still a step forward. Um, yeah. Whereas I feel like millennials, because you are older, you look at the bigger problem, you're like, you've only done one step. <laughs> like there's still like 80 to go. Like where I think it's just, yeah, the way you perceive things is just different. You touched on an interesting point there actually though. Like, do you think that Gen Zs really understand the importance and the role of luck because sometimes I feel like Gen Z's because they are so optimistic and idealistic and they're like this can all happen and we're gonna make it happen yeah 
well, part of that is also a bit of a judgment as well of like, we're going to make this happen because you guys fucking didn't. And like, you guys never did anything and you could have, but you didn't. And in that, I think is a, is maybe a bit of a, a misunderstanding of the importance of timing and luck because yeah. you can do all of the right things at the wrong time or just and miss a connection work. and it won't happen, right? Luck plays such a huge role in all of our I think lives. Definitely. Yeah. But do you I don't think know that Gen Z's understand that? Because sometimes I'm I not feel sure. like I don't think I don't honest I think maybe me having older siblings, I've kind of understood that more. Um, but I don't know if that's like a universal understanding of Gen yeah. Z's. Like I think obviously, yes, there is a lot to credit to hard work and like just pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, but yeah, there is also always a luck element to things. And I don't know if that is something that is like that we fully understand. Um, yeah. You still have to like work hard and you still have to do the right things and you still have to be able to be in a position to take advantage of the opportunity. Opportunities. Yeah. But I think, yeah, definitely the ed position has just been there for us. We set so. it up and you just get to dunk. Yeah. No. <laughs> but the, it's teamwork then at the end of the day. That's, I feel like that's an awesome analogy. That's so true. And that, yeah, you kind of like line them up and we'll just swing them out and maybe also get the credit for it. But is there pressure though? I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be the, oh, to be the people that like save the world. I'm meant to save the world. So much pressure. It's so scary. Um, I think being in environmental um, sciences, I sometimes feel it a little bit more compared to maybe like my friends and stuff um, just because it's like what I study. So I'm surrounded at like all the time. And also we have a super political dad that asks us, asks me questions about it like every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, there definitely is that weight of like, I don't know. I feel like our Gen Z's is pretty sensitive um, and like hypersensitive almost to those things. So like we feel the pressures a lot. Who knows? Maybe once we're like fully into it, all of this, optimism and stuff will just crumble <laughs> and we'll just become like the mindless workers of the boomer generation. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's really easy to think that it's going to be different before until you get you're in it yeah. until you're in it. And then I don't know, it's hard to explain and you didn't I ask for advice, so I can't give it to you. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also just like, don't beat us down. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you're like, oh, it sucks when you get there. But it's like, I'm not there yet. It might not be that bad. And I think a lot of Gen Zs like work a lot earlier. Like there's a lot of like youth organizations and like things like that, that young people are super involved in. So I feel like they already have a sense of idea of what it means to work and like hustle. So I think I that we're like I've noticed a general trend of like less taking gap years. Yeah, like I feel like we're study your work. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it's still evident and prevalent. Um, Not anymore. Yeah, sad. (laughs) Was going to take a gap year, but now I can't. I guess I will just have to fully enter the workforce. But yeah, I think maybe like Gen Zs in a way are more prepared to kind of work, and that's why we won't be as beaten down. Not to say that like millennials don't work because they work super hard and you guys have done heaps in terms of like creating new jobs and things like that. But I do think that we're not super oblivious or naive to what it is going to be like when we do enter these workplaces and things like that. I definitely hope it's different. 
like that's not to say yeah. that I wish the same that I wish the same experience and if, yeah you know if you guys are more prepared and ready for it having seen what millennials have kind of like had to navigate oh, their way through um you know if we're speaking specifically about work so much has changed even in my decade or more in the workforce yeah. it's so different now and it will change around yeah. you and beneath you yeah. while you're in it too yeah i don't i don't know I don't know. You know. Big unanswered it's a lot. questions. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. lot. It is a lot. <laughs> My last point, and this is not one that's, it's completely unfair. It's not your fault. It's really just something that I have to deal with. But <laughs> Gen Z just is a reminder that I am not a young person anymore. <laughs> and so that's very personally irritating. I think, yeah. Because, you know our society values youth so pretty much once you're out of that I don't know once you're out of that age it's like we're not interested anymore in what you guys do it's like what's cool what's new what's fresh and young give us gen z now and before you know it it will happen to you that's like you're like a wise old lady with your like oh that's the second time you've called me old on this sorry you are 10 years older than me even if take away the negative connotations of the word old, you are just older than you are older. Older. I'm older, older, but I'm not old. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What makes you say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's definitely. And I don't, do you think that's something how all other millennials feel that they're all just salty that they're not young anymore? Yeah. And I think it's what every, it's what every everyone generation. thinks. It's what everyone thinks of the people that come after you. It's just yeah. a, it's a weird feeling. It's very strange because I swear, this is such a cliche, but I swear I just, I went to sleep and I was 22 and yeah. I woke up and I was 30. That does sound terrifying. Like it's sudden, very sudden, odd. Suddenly 30? That's it's like weird. suddenly 30. Yeah, that, yeah, that does sound like it sucks. But if, yeah, like you said, I think it's something that's happened to every generation. Like. I feel like there's, you always are like, even like our parents probably were definitely like, what the hell do these kids do now? Like, what even is, what? It just happens so quickly. You just don't realize. And then, like you said, you wake up and you're 30. One day you'll wake up and you'll be 30. God, that sounds so scary. (laughs) And I'll be 40. Oh, that sounds wrong. (laughs) That just doesn't sound right. Overall, I would say, though, that I do think there are more similarities. No, I think that the more important things we're more similar on. Yeah, and it's kind of just like small things that we have those It's just like little like bickering things. And maybe we're just bickering because we're sisters. (laughs) And and maybe our generations are just bickering because they're sister generations. generations. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, like even when you asked me to do this podcast and stuff, I did really struggle to even think of like things that I found annoying about millennials because I do think, I know you said that like you're scared and you're old, you feel like you're old, but I think you guys are pretty cool. You guys do some cool shit that I aspire to. So I definitely, I think you guys are quite all right. As a I think that's the first compliment you've given me, so I'll take it. <laughs> Point one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it's, it's incredible how much, my life has literally changed and the way that I think has changed because of initiatives that Gen Z people have pushed. Like the yeah. amount of the amount of things that I've totally changed my mind on 
from when I was 20 is like, you know, you would say that, oh, you change your mind on these things as you get older anyway, like everyone's constantly evolving and growing. And yeah, that's true. But when you look at who is actually like talking about the things that have got me to adjust my behaviors, it's all Gen Z, you know, it's, yeah, it's incredible. If we join our forces. Forces. Oh, we'd be a force to be reckoned with. I really reckon that we could run the countries, all of the countries, not just Australia. All of them. Well, we will at some point, just not for another 20 years probably. Who knows if we'll even be here at that point. Give me a bit of a runway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you can take back this limelight you feel like you've been missing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Give me some of the spotlight. (laughs) Thanks for bringing your Gen Z expertise, Chelsea, and giving me your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for chatting. If you also have thoughts and opinions on the clash between millennials and Gen Z, my DMs are always open or you can send an email to hey at cfeed.com.au and please, if you do think the world needs more of these big, good conversations about the stuff that really matters, you can share Debatable with a friend, subscribe to the podcast and just keep talking about it all. We want to change the world one conversation at a time.